it's past my bedtime. I'm shut in a closet, so it must be time for our show. Is is this it? Is this going on? <laughs> <laughs> is this the show? So we're on episode two. Episode two. We made it. We did. My God, we actually did the thing. Yep. I think this is the first of our projects that we've actually started and finished. We got something out, which is pretty nice. Yeah. It was a good feeling. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Like we, So we recorded on a Thursday and we turned everything around mm-hmm. within four days and it was out Monday. Well, I should say you turned everything around well. and then made me go, oh shit, I should do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Like the thing that took the most time was writing that, like writing the theme music. Oh right. I think because um, I sent you a bunch of ideas before we recorded the first episode, mm-hmm. and none of them were good. Uh, really, were they? Some had potential. Right. Uh, you are. You are very kind as always. So yeah, I still don't love what we have, but it's good. It's good enough. I like so, it. Um, I actually like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's maybe one of those things that's going to grow on me. Right. And um, then you made like certain breakpoints so that we can clip it up into different sizes, which actually works really well. Yeah, so the idea is you're going to get like the full, but still very short theme at the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. And then in transition points where it's too difficult to edit into a seamless flow, right. or like there's a, one of us accidentally says a hilarious punchline, then I can just like drop in a uh, little little mini a mini version. So I was thinking perhaps over time as this podcast develops, we could, you know, slightly tweak the themes or put in new ones or because I've written a few more in a similar style, like with that like halftime 808 drum beat. Nice. So we can perhaps like surreptitiously drop in more more, or different different music. Do you have one that's done entirely with Christmas bells? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find that that once a year used uh, synthesizer patch, Jingle Bells. Well, Jingle Bells are different from Christmas bells. What? Yes. So, um, you know, like if you Christmasify a song, all the tones are played with bells. Those aren't Jingle Bells. Those those are like proper, you know, like or like a xylophone or like a handbell. Is that yes? Like, those would like be they actually have a right, note. Those would be handbells. Jingle bells are more like there are lots of bells dangling on either a stick or a reindeer or a reindeer. The rain on a reindeer. <laughs> Just to clarify, <laughs> I've been thinking about this. Nice. Okay, so I'm going to go all in and we're going to have both on our <laughs> oh, Christmas themed podcast music. What have I done? <laughs> uh, so how many times did you listen to episode one? And was that more times than Star Wars episode one? <laughs> more than six times I've listened to it from start to finish. Holy shit. One, I made my wife listen to it with me, and she actually gave me a lot of really good feedback. Second time, I was listening because I was trying to like, I picked up on a lot of stuff that I do that I found myself very annoying. Like, I, I, I found it very annoying that I did. I was the same. It was it took me about four hours to like uh, edit down the show because we had about an hour and a half of talking. Mm-hmm. And then we, I had to edit it down to one hour. And you were like a delight to edit. Like, you were sentences started and stopped and it was super easy but then there was me like <laughs> umming and eyeing and leaving massive gaps and then like making little non-verbal sounds oh my god it was awful i'm really now aware of the stilted stuttery <laughs> way that i talk control your lips edwin <laughs> so now i'm mind. now i'm having to think of like let's try and get everything out in a nice even flow with the equal temperament and you know the um 
balance. See, I just did it again. I did a little <laughs> sound. The little click sound. I'm yeah. going to have to go and edit that out now. Damn it. It's just, you're just adding more work to yourself. Apparently, I got all the characteristics wrong. Of Dungeons and Dragons. Of Dungeons and Dragons. So you failed your own pop quiz. I failed my own pop quiz, but I think I did pretty well. I think I got the general gist of it, which is good. But I'm not apologizing. No, never, never apologize. <laughs> um, and I think I got most of the things right that I was talking about, I think. Like the Bechtel test, although I did say the, te- the first test was having one woman in the show, but actually it's two women mm. in the show or the film. So um, I can live with that. There are a lot of things that I actually did since the last show um, that I would like to report on. I don't know if we... Did you, do, you, do you find yourself doing things just so you can then talk about them on the show? Right. <laughs> it is. Whenever I find some sort of obsessive hobby, I seem to do that. Like um, when I first started making icons for a living, like when I was making like pixel by pixel icons, mm-hmm. everything I was looking at was like, oh, how can I make that into an icon? Or how can I make that into a... 32 by 32 pixel icon and I find myself doing that same thing with the things that I'm thinking about and the things that I'm doing and the things that I'm talking about with my wife I had to watch Star Wars just because I wanted to talk about it this week (laughs) yes yeah I also found myself just in generally in real life just contemplating doing things that I wouldn't normally do uh, just to make a good story for the podcast Mm -hmm. for this show I want to stop calling it a podcast as well keep I think that I'm going to add another rule to the golden rules of the show, and that is not referring to it as a podcast. It's a show. It's a show. Do you have Do you have problems with the word podcast? I do a little. I think it's very tied to. Uh, I think in like ten years, people are going to be. Oh, that sounds so two thousands. Like when people used to call it the World Wide Web. Yes, exactly that, and also the fact that it's tied to the delivery mechanism like right. actually the way it's delivered isn't important it's what it is mm. you know um which is really interesting because tons of people still call it a podcast and it doesn't seem like they're going to slow down calling it a podcast at least for the foreseeable future yeah there's a um, yeah i think there's a guy in england who wrote for the guardian which is a national newspaper there, and I think he coined he first coined the pra- the phrase podcast in two thousand and four. So that is a completely unverified fact that I've now just put into the podcast. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck the show. <laughs> the next section contains Star Wars spoilers, so if you're trying to avoid those, skip ahead to twenty two minutes and thirty seconds, and you shall remain unspoiled. Let's get Star Wars done. Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. So. I feel like tons of other podcasts are going to be talking about um, Star Wars, obviously. Mm-hmm. I have listened to some already. Really? Mm-hmm. I have heard none. Um, so happy to do this in any way you want. I was thinking about this. The thing is, I feel like a bit of a Star Wars fraud. Like, I'm not really a fan, you know, and I feel like I have absolutely no uh, status or qualifications to talk about it. Yeah, I feel the same way, too. I came out of the theater with such feelings of joy that I kind of almost didn't want to like delve too deep into it. You know, I just it was so joyous mm-hmm. that I was like, I just want to keep it like that. Right. I think I felt the uh, very similar way. Like, I didn't mind that I wasn't a total Star Wars geek when I watched it because after watching it, it gave me like this 
um, really good feeling of like this potential of me being a total Star Wars geek. It got me excited about... Totally. Yeah, I felt the same way. It got me excited about me and the possibilities of really digging into like the lore and all that stuff that comes out of it eventually. I thought, hey, maybe I will read those novels. Right. And, you know, and that's that's the, sort of like the feeling that you get when you're a kid and you see this like fully fleshed out world and you sort of want to know everything about it. And I think that clo- that like ties in really closely with the way I felt about the movie is that it really made me feel like a kid um, with this fully fleshed out world that was just entertaining to watch. Yeah. And sort of like this potential of this other world that exists that's totally fantastic. How many times did you cry? Um, I came close to crying at one moment, um, but it's not that moment. No, I, yeah, I, do you know what? I, I was completely unprepared for my reaction because I was went in, I have my usual pre-seating anxiety, especially going to a new theater as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm just, my poor boyfriend is a saint because he's, because before the show, I'm like completely crazy. I'm like, I have to get to the seats, get to the seats. <laughs> no popcorn, no. And he's like, oh, I need to get a coffee. And like, oh, let me just go to Dwayne Reed and get some pocket candy. No, we've got to go. Come on, get to the seats. Even though the seating is assigned, I found right. uh, the Bowtie Theatre in Chelsea. It had, in my, both of my criteria, it had 2D showing and it had assigned seating. And we got a good, a good seat. I'm just like, oh my God, we have to go to the show. And... Then I like heard the previews had started and I wasn't in the theater. Oh shit. That's the worst feeling. <laughs> that is one so of I, the worst feelings. So I was all concentrating on my pre-seating anxiety. Right. And hadn't really thought that I was going to see Star Wars. Like I hadn't hadn't really registered. Hmm. And then, you know, sat sat through the previews. Oh, so many previews. And bam, Star Wars logo, the theme. And I was like, Oh my god! What? Right. Oh my god! This is amazing. There's a new there's a new crawl. Yep. I just had to think for probably the first two thirds. I just had like tears in my eyes. It was just like welling up. I was just, like on the verge of. I was like, oh my god! And then like all, the, and then it was so well done and like everything. Mm-hmm. When out all our old favorites popped up, I was like, oh my god! They did it again. Yep. Um, and then at another point. And I think a different, again, not the point I think people would expect. I did, I think, just outright cry. <laughs> so it was an emotional day. Yeah. And I was completely Ill, unprepared for that reaction. Amazing. I think um, one of the parts that made me close to crying, and I don't, I don't think this is a spoiler. No. Yeah, what should we do about this? Like, it's been a week, right? right? Like, it was when she was yeah. eating bread. That... <laughs> <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> okay, that was not the bit I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> Made me, like, well up because it was, like, you know, it's been so long that I've seen um, a movie of this sort of blockbuster caliber where it just sort of takes a moment to really set the situation, right? Mm-hmm. And then just, I guess it's also, like, thinking about the, the, the utter shittiness of, like, episodes one to three. Right. Where it wouldn't even take... That was in- it. I was like, oh, the relief is <laughs> right. not episode one to three. Oh, oh, thank God. Right. And just taking the right beats and taking the right timing to, like, set everything up, I was just... there. I had tears in my eyes. And, um, yeah. So she ate ate the bread, and then she puts on the uh, X-Wing hat, mm-hmm. I mean, helmet, and then it pans back, and she's in a... She's living in an old... The walker. Yep. Thing. <laughs> yes. Oh, just, there was just so many yeah. good things. 
Um, for me, it was when Han and Leia first met. Oh. That was when I just outright cried. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Even with the comic relief, relief of C-3PO there. Uh, no, I was like, oh, 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 oh God. Right. Um, yeah. But then after that, when it kind of got just back into a more typical action for like the last third, it was still awesome and I enjoyed it, but I wasn't crying. So yep. even at perhaps the moment people think I might. Right. Um, that was... So let's yeah. let's talk about this. Um, so did it fall short, match, or exceed your expectations? And these are your expectations. That, yeah, so I was thinking about that. I wasn't sure I had any expectations. I think it exceeded. I think we have to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, what I was expecting, yeah, it far, far outweighed it. The fact that I, it got me crying within the first 10 seconds, I think we have to say <laughs> that's evidence enough that um, it did exceed my expectations. Yeah, I feel the same way. I thought... Um, my expectations were uh, really ramped up um, just because of all the hype that was going around the movie. I think if I watched it the first night, my expectations would have been lower. Um, but even with my high expectations, it totally blew it out of the water, which is great. Yeah, there was a good question raised on a couple of other podcasts was that knowing what other people thought of it, is that considered a spoiler? Like if, you're, if you knew your big Star Wars fan friend loved it, then does that change your expectation of the film going into it? I think it excites me. Mm, yeah. Um, so I don't know if that would necessarily increase my expectation of it. Right. If it sort of got like a thumbs up from a reliable source, I think that makes me sort of have higher expectations of it, yes. And did your, your spoiler aversion tactics work? Yes. So for most of it, it has worked, but I do have a confession. Well, Sam, it's just you and me, so... <laughs> Go right ahead. I was playing this game called um, Heroes of the Storm the night before. And okay. it's an online game, right? So you're waiting in this lobby area for your next game to start up. And it's like a match-based game. So you're just like doing nothing, nothing until the, the game starts up. Okay. And on that screen, as it sort of counts down, there's just like a general chat that goes through. Mm-hmm. And some asshole types in one line, which is like the biggest spoiler in the movie. Oh, like, no. In all caps, Fuck. three times in a row. And I read it, and then I quit out of the game. And then I sort of had that moment of, like, you know, like, let's say you gambled your house away and you sure, and you thought, like, you were going to win. Mm-hmm. But then the guy pulls up, like, two aces or something, just, like, out of nowhere. And you're just, like, your mind just goes numb. Yeah. Like, I had that moment as I quit out of the game. Like, my mind was numb. Because I was watching oh, the movie no. the next day. Oh, you were so close. <laughs> so oh. close. And I was like, that has got to be... Like, there's no... I was I was sort of... Um, I went through, like, the stages of denial. <laughs> yes. You're like, this guy is just a troll. Right. Like, there's no yeah. way. There's no way. And then, like, I accepted it to be like, oh, shit, maybe maybe he was telling... If that's If that's true, like, would I have known that anyway? And there's, like, there's no way I would have known that previously. And then I thought about, like... The thought and craft that went into his one line of message to blow that entirely away. And I was like, hmm, that was kind of clever. But what a fucking dick. So both your spoilers were related to the same character. That was that was the only spoiler that I actually got. Yes, exactly. So both. So the fact that Harrison Ford was in the movie. Yep. So here it is. Yeah. 
Lord, them. Oh fuck! That's not even one spoiler. That's like three. Right, in like Fucker. one line, and he printed that line three times in a row. See, this is why you should never play online games, Sam. This is why I should just quit the internet when there's a big movie that's coming out. And I've got to do this for all eternity because now Disney are going to spin out this Star Wars thing for, you know, at least the next 20 years. Right. So I never knew about Rogue One. I only recently found out about that, mm-hmm. perhaps last week. Yeah, did you see the screenshot of it? No. It's a, it's a fucking awesome screenshot. It's just like the crew. Um, and I kind of consider that a spoiler for like mm-hmm. one week. But then the picture is just so cool. Okay. Um, but going back to the spoiler bit, like... Oh, yeah. There's so many moments that I, I thought I kind of saw in the gifts that went by in the Twitter from stream. Tweet deck. From TweetDeck. That's why, that's why you should just use the Mac Twitter client. Right. I'll never see any of those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but had I had watched the trailer, I feel like so much of that would have been spoiled by um, when I was actually watching the movie. So I was, I'm really glad that I prevented myself from watching any of the trailers. Um, do we want to bring up any potential criticisms um we have actually let me ask you a question okay i can't think of any way to ask this and not be a leading question Mm -hmm. but how was the sound mix specifically the music did you notice anything about that yeah nothing really stood out for me because i because i feel the first first half it almost sounds like they'd mixed the music and rolled off the low shelf eq so there's no bass like it seemed very bass light, but this was in a unknown, a previously unknown cinema. So I didn't know if it was just a shitty sound system in the cinema, or whether that the music was slightly off, mm. or the mix was slightly. I don't know. Yeah, usually stuff like that I would kind of pick up, especially when it comes to like the explosions. Yeah, I think it wasn't the sound effects; it mm. was the actual soundtrack. Like it just didn't seem to have much. Oomph. Face oomph to it. Um, yeah, it didn't really stick out to me. But, no. but okay. then again, I'm not like I'm not picking out the soundtrack or the themes. Yeah, I did make my boyfriend sit all the way through the credits at the end to the very end, just so I could listen to you know brand new John Williams score. Mm. Did you did notice? You ha- did you notice the themes for the particular characters? I I haven't. I see that they they do exist mm-hmm. and it is available on all good streaming services, especially Spotify, which you should use. Which you should definitely use because um, our friend, our good friend Drew, uh, created yes. an awesome little plugin where if you listen to the Star Wars official soundtrack, um, something will happen to your progress bar. Yes. How did you feel about the final or the the end ending? Should we say? What do you mean by the ending? Is it that part? No, the very end. The very end? Yeah, the very end. Oh, right. Like, how long was she standing there? <laughs> With the helicopter uh, shot? And the helicopter shot, right? She was someone... There was another podcast where they joked, like, episode eight opens, <laughs> and they're still on that fucking hill. <laughs> you know, but I did appreciate that it was a helicopter shot and not a drone shot. But... Didn't that jar a little bit? Like, it took me a while yeah. to work out why... I was... Yeah, I was actually thinking the exactly same thing. Like, oh, I wonder how long it took them for her to hold that up as long as she can while they got that shot. And by no means is bad. No. But just I think there's no other helicopter shots throughout <laughs> throughout Star Wars. Like, I don't think there's anything like that. Right. Previously. 
Yeah, it sort of seemed like the end of a Chinese movie for me, you know? Like, yeah. um, yeah, it was it was kind of very dramatic in sort of like the, the director of photography sense. But other than that, I mean, I have heard other things that people have criticized, but I, man, I just enjoyed it so much. Right. It feels a little churlish to like nitpick. Yeah, and you know, like you generally, know? Um, I don't, I don't really, especially when the movie just like come came out. It takes me a while to internalize it. Right, and I feel like my criticisms upon movies like this are so self-entitled. Like, oh, I wish that they'd blah, blah, blah. It's like, who am I to sort of wish that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's a very healthy healthy view to have. <laughs> and I wish other people had that view. Like, I'm, I'm sure, um, especially the way movies are made these days, it's like so much goes into it that if I say, oh, they missed, they, they, they fucked the scene up, it sort of makes it seem like I'm totally nitpicking and unfair to the entire production of it. Yeah, and let me tell you, sitting through the credits at the end just to listen to the entire score, you get a real sense of how many fucking people are involved. Like, that was just insane. Right. The amount. Actually, I'm not going to use insane as a pejorative. It was actually ridiculous how many how many people. Like, you know it's just a shit ton of people, mm-hmm. but there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Uh... It's just mind-blowing, really, to think that, yeah, that there's a system. There is some kind of system in place right. that enables this creative work led by one person requiring the efforts of hundreds of people. And it actually works, and they deliver on time and to budget. And I often think, is there something that software engineering can learn from the movie business? Mm. Like, are they using Agile? Have they got Have they got Jira tickets for, like... Oh, must make Yoda's ears green today or something. I'm sure they have some sort of sense of like, oh, we have to finish this today and like yeah. do it in sort of daily sprints, which is innately agile, but they don't have to call it agile because they're just getting shit done. So we can say Star Wars was good, right? I think we can both agree. Right. It was very good. good. Yeah. I can watch it. I actually told my wife that um, right after the movie ended, I told her I could watch this three times in a row right now. Yeah, I'm going to see it again. And let me say, this is a first, because I have never seen a movie twice in the cinema before. Really? So it's going to happen, yeah. Amazing. Not even Requiem for a Dream? Only when I feel like a laugh. (laughs) I want to talk about Serial. Oh, shit. Have you been listening? I've only heard the first episode. So that's interesting to me as well. So I think this... Why have you only listened to the first episode? Um... I found the first episode just as interesting, but not as gripping. That's what, yeah, I, I agree. I've, I was listening, so on the way back from New Jersey tonight, I was listening to episode three, so I'm now like halfway through. And clearly I'm a little bit slower than you because I just realized that same thing, but it took me three episodes. And I'm like, this is really interesting and really well produced and fantastic and mm-hmm. great to listen to. They've done an awesome job. But I am not gripped by it. It's like it's a completely different animal. It's a completely different thing to the first season. Right. Which, and they never, and now that I think about it, like it was, Serial was never billed as like a crime show or a mystery show, right? It was always a story told week to week. Mm -hmm. And I shouldn't have expected it to be like another true crime detective show. Yeah. But I'm just, I am having trouble figuring out why it's not doing it for you or uh, i'm trying to figure out this why the story why they are doing a story that has already been told um or at least the story that's been told recently you know like there's 
So what's the new thing? Like, okay, so they've got these tapes that mm-hmm. the movie producer guy has got from talking to Bo. Is that enough to hang a whole season on? And, like, as the show goes on, maybe it's just, like, a little a flat point at the beginning where, like, they have to, you know, take some time to lay the groundwork. Yeah. And maybe there's more to the story. Yeah. But, now, but like, season... Sorry, but episode three is now... Re, he's sort of retelling, or he's you know we're learning about his time during his during the first few years of his capture at the hands of the Taliban, and so you're like, okay, but how are they going to pad this out for another eight or six episodes? Is it you know? is it guaranteed oh. to have like at least ten episodes, or how many episodes did the first season have? Like fourteen, mm, ten or twelve, I think. Right, twelve. You said that in a authoritative manner. Right, I was looking through Overcast, and it shows. The previous season. Oh man, there's nothing better than like seeing your own podcast in Overcast. Yeah, like I was like, oh fuck, this is a real show. <laughs> this is actually a real thing. I was like, damn, that logo looks awesome. <laughs> uh, We've done yeah. it. So yeah, <laughs> and it does an interesting thing on the uh, list. Like when you go to the main screen, mm-hmm. um, everyone should use Overcast. By the way, so if you aren't using it, if you're using the inbuilt Apple Podcast app, um, check out Overcast. You can import and export your list of podcasts seamlessly um it's free we'll put a sh- uh, link in the show notes but like it's got some awesome features right there's lots of like really granular tools to like maintain your downloads really nice and tidy or as bloated yeah. as you want so if you go on a long trip you can preload a lot of these podcasts um, yeah and then what and that does have a couple of nice features which have to do with like how the show is um well, so like how playback works, it can it you can automatically set it to strip out the silences between um, people speaking. Mm. But turn it off for our show because I edit them all out already for you. Uh, but yeah, things like anything from Gimlet, you want to turn that off because the pauses there are dramatic yeah. and for effect. You know, anything that's like heavily produced, you want to just let it play as they intended. Right, and the best part is you can actually do that per show. Like you can set yeah those even per episode. Per show. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, what they did, they just put a comma between uh, the our author names, and nowhere in the podcast feed does it do that. It just has oh. in, our, in the podcast author, it's Samu E and Edwin Van Bainham. Excellent. But the app strips out the and and replaces it with a comma. It's very exciting. Oh wow! Oh wow! Isn't is that not exciting? And if yeah. you actually click in, it actually says and. Yeah. Right, and that's how I entered it in the author's yeah in the uh, like the XML feed. That's pretty smart. That's cool. And it, and I've only started playing with the recommendations engine, but if but you can hook up your Twitter account and then get recommendations from what your friends are tweeting about. Oh, amazing. So we should plug our show. If you like this show, tweet about it. Click that little recommend icon in, um, in Overcast. There it is. And speaking about marketing, the Twitter handle for this show is not what it should be because someone has got at is this the show so i'm wondering sam should we start a campaign to try and claim that twitter handle as our own yeah we should um i have friends in twitter places <laughs> well i was thinking the first step should be uh, out outreach program oh legally right okay <laughs> well i mean me emailing them and going hey give us your twitter account because it's so there's the reason i think we might be able to get, to get away with it is a it was only created last month. 
So had we had this idea of making this show a month ago, we could have got that Twitter handle, which is so frustrating to me. Fuck. And B, it's not really used. Yeah. Uh, like the last tweet was like December 13th. I think there were like think, only 14 tweets or something like that as well. Yeah. So I think unless it's like a show that's starting up, mm. but I can't figure out what the account is. Like, is it just a parody account that like tweets out things saying people people saying is this the show is this recording <laughs> yeah it's kind of unclear it's cryptic the messages are it a little is. cryptic it's like which i kind of like it's like a mystery <laughs> oh my god are we starly kind can i be starly kind yes oh my god okay so tune in next time <laughs> where i'm going to solve this mystery and try and reclaim our twitter account <laughs> i was also thinking what could we bargain with uh that has something greater than monetary value because i don't want to pay money <laughs> because i'm a cheapskate but I was thinking we could offer them... A we could perhaps offer them that... Better logo? <laughs> that's so that's fantastically passive-aggressive. I love it. Um, I was thinking we should offer them the $8 Joe pour-over coffee that I won from last episode mm. and maybe a tour of the Spotify office. Oh, that could work. If they're in New York if City, in, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's quite a good thing to be able to pull out of your pocket. Like, oh, hey. I actually tour, didn't... Tour of the Spotify office. Aren't they actually in Brooklyn? I don't know. I mean, I my sleuthing hasn't quite got to that part yet. Because right now, we have we are on Twitter as, as, is this the show FM? And you know how I hate... Like, that's, that's like the naming equivalent of skeuomorphism right there. There's the best thing. Um, so, the reason why I mentioned Logo is because their logo is pretty silly. <clears throat> it's <clears throat> just... A pair of headphones and it says the word podcast yeah um in a circle was that not one of your early designs for this show's <laughs> logo <laughs> um and one of the comments back to them is it says i like your avatar implies that podcasts are made with headphones <laughs> so i think my help of like my barter of a better logo is actually might be beneficial for them but there's no website. There's no mention. Like this, there's no mention. This is so. This is so cryptic. Okay. All right. I'm going to investigate. They are kind of witty though, because their their response back to that mm-hmm. was, "It's a flow chart." <laughs> <laughs> okay. So well, this mystery cannot be solved right now. Why not. Uh, and I'll report back next week. Detective Edwin goes undercover. <laughs> Except I'm not under any covers. <laughs> My Christmas was awesome. It was actually the first Christmas I was away from my family in England. So they've had 33 consecutive Christmases, and this was the 34th, and uh, was, and I broke the chain. Do you know the don't break the chain productivity hack? Yes. It was like, I, heard, I first heard it from Seinfeld. That's what I've, that's where I heard it as well, but I think that's bullshit. I think it's not actually from Jerry Seinfeld, but I, I like the idea, even if it's not. No, because... I actually heard that productivity hack from Jerry Seinfeld. Oh. oh. Like, I don't think he actually <laughs> his created mouth. it. Yeah. Oh, I see. I think, yeah, I think I, I read about it and then right. perhaps falsely attributed it to him rather than him just passing on the idea. Yeah, I read it from either like one of his books or like he was on an interview or it might have been from Comedian. Like, do you remember that documentary? Did you hear Obama is going on comedians in cars getting coffee? Uh, yes. That's crazy. That's awesome. I liked the earlier episodes. I'm not sure I'm too crazy about the recent ones. Mm. I have another confession. 
You've never watched that show. <laughs> I've never watched the show. I've always wanted to. Sam, you can. You can do it right now. Don't do it right now. But you can go to comediansandcarsgettingcoffee.com and watch them all. Right. I, I wish it was on like a streaming service. Is it on a streaming service besides Hulu? Because I can't stand Hulu. I think it's just on the on that website, as far as I know. I don't think it's actually even on a oh. on a streaming service. I think you can only watch it through your browser. Are they like five minute bits or like twenty minute bits? It varies. They do. Yeah, they do a whole bunch of ones. Uh, let me think of a good one. You should start with. Uh, I mean, starting with the uh, starting with the Larry David one. Oh, that's it's obviously going to be great. That yes. should be a great one. Yeah, I just can't one. see myself sitting in front of a computer, like on my like workstation computer, and like watching a show anymore. No, but what's your morning routine? Because I think this would fit very well into having your oatmeal and a cup of coffee. Oh, the luxuries of me having oatmeal and a cup of coffee is long gone, my friend. <laughs> okay, I'm projecting my what's what's the word I'm looking for? Your childless life. <laughs> That's it, my childless life. Thank you, Sam. Um, yeah, so I must apologize. I'm sleepy and tired and also a bit hungry, so I might not be at the top of my game. So no, no, no chances to sit, sit of a morning, take in the air, nope. have a cup of coffee in, in peace and quiet. It's pretty much wake up and then mayhem for like the next two hours. And then I have peace <laughs> on the bus on my way into work. Right. Okay. Well, then may I suggest on the bus would be a good opportunity. Right. I guess if it's available on the phone, it should be good. Mm. So backtracking, Seinfeld, so Obama, oh, don't break the Seinfeld, chain. don't break the chain, Iowa hadn't broken the chain, oh Christmas, Yep. yeah, uh, so this was the first Christmas where I broke the chain, and uh, it was it was great, yeah, it was like with the boyfriend's family in New Jersey, who were lovely and very welcoming, but they have like a crazy huge family, mm-hmm. and so like Christmas Day is basically a house party where I'm just used to oh, you know, five or six people sitting around at a dinner table, you know, drinking far too much port and sherry. So this was quite a change, but it was fantastic as well. Like, it was really nice. That's great. Yeah, mine was really good too. Um, I didn't get that many, like, um, presents, but I am I think I'm okay with that these days. Once you get to a certain age, you're like, oh, thank God, I don't have more crap in my life. Right. That I have to find space for, especially when you need all your storage closets for podcasting. Exactly. I still have so much shit to go through, so I think that was actually a blessing that I didn't really get anything substantial. But not to say mm-hmm. the presents that I got weren't substantial. Cause I... Oh, you're a coffee lover. You would like this. Uh, I got a Chemex. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've been V60ing, which is great. But for a single for a single cup, is great. But as soon as you want... A lot. Yeah. Or oh, your significant other says, hey, make me some coffee too. <laughs> you're like, oh, goddamn. <laughs> so he bought me a Chemex. Nice. <laughs> so now I can make coffee for two. Um, so you mean the carafe cool. thing, right? Yes, yep. yeah, like the big one mm-hmm. uh, that does like two cups. Cool. Even though it's called an eight cup, and you're like, oh, that's two. <laughs> yeah. Two at most. Yeah, I didn't really get anything. I just got like, um, I got very suburban gifts, I would say, which I'm Tell me, perfectly I love, fine with. I love suburban <laughs> gifts. Uh, oh, can, I, can I guess? Um, was one a snow shovel? Um, a leaf blower? No, those I got on my own, because you got to pick them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to met- let some rando... Get me a leaf blower without me fully inspecting it. <laughs> right. Going to the wire cutter, looking at what's the best leaf blowers, reading all the reviews. Right. No, um, no I got uh, pajamas. I think you also need them in urban environments too. True. For example, going to the bodega. But it's not really an urban gift. If you're hipsters living in Hipville, aka Brooklyn, 
I don't know if pajamas is like the thing to give each other. Following up from last week's self-improvement or self-betterment segment, um, I did publish a blog post, but it was just about how this podcast had launched and it took me all of two minutes. So in a way, I ha- I, I'm claiming that as a victory. I think but a pretty think, shallow one. I think that is a victory. So I have been I've got I've been working on this draft about the terrible UI of the iOS password field. Mm. The one that sort of pops up randomly. Uh, it's the uh, they call it like the secure entry. So anytime you have a, like a login field and you have to put a password in and it like it just looks like a little grid. Uh, yeah, well, it looks like yeah, like it does the little uh, little balls mm-hmm. instead of characters. Yep. Or it flashes the character you typed, and then it changes into a ball the next time you type one. Ah, okay. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I have a lot of complaints about how that works. So I've got a blog about that. And then that also ties into uh, how thumbprints are not uh, is not good passwords, even though, you know, Touch ID is very convenient. Mm-hmm. Do you put, do you scan multiple fingers? I've got, I've got both my thumbs. I even put my index finger. Have you put your nose there? No, that's brilliant. Have you tried it? <laughs> I have not tried it, but I will. I know what I'm doing later tonight. <laughs> so yeah, tell you what, I'm going to say I'm going to publish that blog post on the iOS password field for next week. Cool. Um, I have stuff to report back. Oh, nice. And I think we should also we should try and we should figure out our release schedule for this for this podcast. This is also going to be released on Monday, so we seem to have kind of inadvertently stumbled upon a monday release mm-hmm. but yeah we need to figure out how we can if we want to keep that going forward going forward business speak <laughs> yes <laughs> i think as long as we like record on thursdays hopefully that'll give us enough time to like get what we need yeah my only issue with that is that it i would need an evening to edit it right which means we would release either friday night or saturday morning and my suspicion is people don't listen to podcasts until the Monday. I don't know. What do you think? Like, no, so that's feel? what I'm saying. Like, if we record on the Thursday, we have yeah. all weekend. But then it's still stale. Like, do we want to be current? We're, we want to be, like, breaking news. Do we? We don't want to be breaking news. Okay. So another possibility is throughout that time, like from the Thursday to the Sunday evening, if there's something mm-hmm. drastic that happens, we can quickly record on a Sunday. We do a little drop in. Yeah, like mm. um, before the show starts. But like, yeah, we don't know. Like, I'm only basing my assumption that people don't listen to podcasts on the weekend on like the Spotify usage and you, where you see Spotify is used Monday to Friday a hell of a lot and then it drops off over the weekend. Yeah, I think that's oh. very accurate. That I think that's pretty accurate to say that people don't really listen to podcasts over the weekend. Or cleaning the house. So maybe like maybe you're cleaning your house on the weekend. Maybe that's when you need to listen to us talking to you. Um, so sorry, Sam, go ahead. Uh, you have updates. So I think I said like I was about a foot off of me from my fingertips to my toes on my stretch. Yes. Goal. yes my actual it. stretch goals. <laughs> um, now I'm happy to report that I'm about. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, Sam, do you want <laughs> I think you should explain what stretch goals are in terms of project management speak. <laughs> Stretch goals would be <laughs> goals. You call something a stretch goal if it's like a good to have or like if we have enough, if we happen to have enough time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it's so funny. So okay, so last last week you were about a foot. I was about a foot away. Um, yeah. Uh, for people listening in England and places that don't use the imperial measurements, thirty cm, twelve inches. 30, yeah, yes, about thirty exactly. cm. Okay, yeah. I am now maybe about ten inches off off of a fresh stretch. Right, um, a cold stretch. A cold stretch. Yeah. Um, and then uh, after yoga, which I've started. Oh, nice! And forgot how great yoga is. Yoga is quite awesome. Yeah. Um, I can get to about five inches. Nice. Without feeling the pain. Is that a specific type of yoga? A hot yoga or a no. slightly chilly lo- yoga? It's it's um, it's Rodney Yee Yoga, which is I just found this guy because I needed something that I can have like a a, a video of someone doing yoga like pretty handy. Mm. Is this an app? And no, it's not an app. It's from um, I've been using Amazon Instant Video a lot, mm, okay, just because yeah. I've been purchasing the movies that I've actually wanted to watch. It's this great feature where you can actually just download the movie onto your phone after you've bought it, or up to five devices. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's very good. So because that's good to know for your next plane ride. I think my wife has a secret crush on this guy. <laughs> He's like an Asian man with like long, glorious hair and does like yoga. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fantastic body, but I can't get over the way he says inhale and exhale, which is crucial for a yoga video because that's something that you say a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to demonstrate the way he says it. Okay. All right. So he goes, inhale and exhale. <laughs> he has like a slight Californian accent, but just those two words, it's... It, it's sort of like a, a dagger in my eye. <laughs> uh, right, and he puts the emphasis on the first syllable. Right. <laughs> Exhale. Yes. But if you think yeah. about it, like if you're going to say it in a yogi way, I guess that would be the best option to say it in that manner. Inhale. <laughs> Just sounds really strange, right? Like if you put it on, if you put the emphasis on the second yeah. syllable. That's true. Do you think he's... He's gone through every permutation of saying these words, and these this is the, like the best way he's found. I think he has given it some thought, and like mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure in the way like he's teaching classes, that was the way that he can actually convey the feeling of inhale the best way without saying like inhale. Because see, the other thing is if you say like inhale, like the in part, which is the the key syllable to that word of people identifying what that word is. It's very mm-hmm. short. Yeah. Whereas if you say it the way he does, it's inhale. Yeah, that's the same reason in Starbucks I say my name is Edwin rather than Ed. Mm. Second thing to report back. Yes. I finished Jessica Jones. Man, because like you texted me, it only seemed like a few days ago when you were episode 10. Yep. Did you binge watch all like the remaining six in like a day? Or? No, there are only 13 episodes. Oh, Okay. I only had three more to go. That's that's probably why ah, I was able to do it. Ah, uh, right. For some reason, yeah. For some reason, I thought there was more. I thought there was like fifteen or sixteen. Okay. Mm-hmm. How were your stress levels after that? You know, I think that episode that we talked about, episode ten, was the most stressful. Uh, okay. Right. Right. It turns out that I hadn't actually watched episode ten fully um, when we had chatted. I'd watched the previous episode, which was still pretty intense, and I watched that episode. 
And I think that's when I texted you. I was like, episode 10, I just watched it. Fuck. <laughs> yes. Nope, have a cup of tea and play some board games. Right. Oh, I have a board game purchase to report. Oh, awesome. But Barnes & Noble had a sale and picked up Forbidden Island. Great. That's a fantastic game. Did you play it? No, no, I've just bought it. Oh, shit. Now I have to... Conv- yeah, right, this, this was today. Man, yeah. Um, so I, re- I shall report back. Awesome. Board Game Corner. Yep. Your favorite. That is probably one of my favorite games. Because there's also a new one from the same guy that's called uh, Forbidden Desert, right? Right. Yeah, because I was chatting to you about this and you recommended Island first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like what I like about it is it's a co-op game, right? Like mm-hmm. It's you versus the game mechanic. Right. Which I didn't really know existed until I played um, Rise of the Zombies. Have you heard of that? I think it was like a Kickstarter. Yeah, you were telling me about game. that a while back. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think we played that on the first Spotify Hack Week back in 2012 or 2013. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a, I think that was the first time I was exposed because I'm not a massive board gamer. Mm-hmm. I think that was the first time I was exposed to the idea of a, like a cooperative board game and that speaks to me. I was like that's that seems good. That's something I can get on board with. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> oh god, I must be sleepy because wow. it took me like a few seconds to realize that was like an unintentional pun. Yeah, I didn't even catch that as well. You sound really tired. I do I yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it's just been I think I was a bit hungry and it's been a long time and I'm not feeling very hilarious right now.